Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the program. A tremendous hump day to you. I am Jim Rohn. It is hump day all day long. Got a really interesting program for you today, so let's not waste time. Let's get right at it. Thank you, Alvin. I need that. Give me that hump music. It's hump day. All right, so starting off with your telephone number, 1-800-636-8686. Got an interesting way to start the program, which I will get to momentarily. But in the meantime, you should get up in here. Hit us up. Call the program. Once again, 1-800-636-8686. If you want to hit me up on the X, I would encourage that. At Jim Rome. Email me at Rome, R-O-M-E, at haveatake.com. Coming up at 9.40. These are Pacific Times because I'm based in SoCal. Yogi Roth, 9.40, via Zoom, an analyst for the Pac-12 Network. Lots to talk to him about. Second hour is wide open. Top of hour number three, we are talking Duval. Jags, back on track. Foyer Aluakon is having another huge year. He has led the NFL in tackles each of the last two years. He is in the top five once again. We are talking Jacksonville ball. Top of hour number three. Get up in here. An ATP on a Wednesday. I'm going to push out a podcast after the program. Episode 291 of the Jim Rome Podcast with Devin McCourty. We are bearing down on number 300. I have no idea who that's going to be. Who should we have? For episode 300 of the Jim Rome Podcast. All right. Now, sometimes, and get on the phone. Get on the phone. Give me a call right now. Sometimes, ironically, the biggest topic on this show is the show itself. Sometimes, you come across the damnedest stuff on the X. I mean, thank goodness it exists. Or how would I even know what I'm about to share? It's not like the source himself was going to share it with me directly. Why don't we take a moment, and I know this is different, but why don't we take a moment and talk about the most recent addition to the XR4TI crew. The dude in the back row, on the other side of the glass, Jack Savage. Incredible name, right? Obviously. Obviously, in addition to the work that he does here, he kills people. He is a paid assassin. It's a given. His name is a dead giveaway. He's Jack Savage. It's not a question of if he has ever killed anybody, but rather how many he has killed and when will he kill again. I know that. I know this. I didn't need him to tell me that. And again, because his name is Jack Savage. It's not Jack Timid. It's not Jack Tame. It's not Jack Jack Civilized. Jesus Christ, it's Jack Savage. It's Jack Savage. All right, you know all that. Jesus Christ, it's Jack Savage. It's Jack Savage. We know this. Here's where it starts to get sort of weird. His dad, John Savage. Jesus Christ, it's John Savage. It's Jack Savage. Hey, John. His dad, John Savage, is the baseball coach at UCLA. That's cool. But there are all these other super weird coincidences that started to present themselves when he started to work here. Like, Savage and I know a bunch of similar people. Savage and I actually run in similar circles, despite the fact that 
I'm older than his actual dad. John Savage. Jesus Christ, it's John Savage. So Jack and I have got all these weird personal connections that I didn't know about when I hired him. Like, come to find out, he used to train with a dude who trained Jake, Logan, and Dodger Jano. That was sort of weird. Then come to find out, Jack Savage's mom works out with one of Janet's best friends. Then one day, Savage just randomly sends me a pic of him hanging out with this gal who is the sister of one of Logan's baseball teammates in high school. I mean, these things just keep happening, one after another. When he applied for the gig, he had dudes that I wouldn't think that he would have any connection to, that I am connected to, calling on his behalf. Like, all this weird stuff with Savage is taking place, and there are all these weird threads that I didn't even know existed, and they just keep popping up. And I don't really point any of it out because... Like, I don't want to make a big deal of it because, well, I don't want a bullet in my head. Jesus Christ, it's Jack Savage. Paid assassin. So, you can see where this dude is extremely secretive and keeping all of this on the down low. Right? He's Jack Savage. Paid assassin. But this is where I draw the line. What am I leading up to? Look at what he thumbed out yesterday on the X. Check out Savage. Look at what he thumbed out yesterday on the X. If you're watching on TV, I think I'll show it to you. If not, I'm going to read you his tweet. Quote, as always, if any of you have problems with the rankings, please come to me and I will fight you on behalf of my grandfather. If you're watching on CBS Sports Network, there it is. There's the actual tweet or X. I will fight you on behalf of my grandfather. And he's got a picture of his grandfather sitting behind a computer at CFP Selection Central with a caption that he included, quote, my grandfather, who ranked every team perfectly. And then he cheesily superimposes his own face over the guy next to grandpa. So Savage and Granddad are sitting the committee. And Granddad is, wait for it, Chris Alt. Legendary former head football coach, athletic director, and member of the College Football Hall of Fame. I mean, damn, Savage. I don't need to know everything, but maybe you share that. I mean, what else aren't you telling me? Is your stepdad Bill Parcells? When Selection Sunday pops up for college basketball, am I going to find out that Bob Knight is your other grandfather? If so, I'm extremely sorry for your loss. Anything else you're hiding from me, dude? I mean, damn, what's next? Me finding out that another longtime member of the XR4TI is the co-host of a long-running, extremely popular urban morning show and had been for like a decade before he finally got around to telling me oh scratch that that actually did happen no names mentioned James Big Head Kelly or what what else am I going to find out that one of you on the other side of the glass has been moonlighting on the side as an NBA play by play voice 
Oh, damn, scratch that. That also happened. Am I right, Alvy? 116-114 Heat. Williams inbounds to Tatum. Tatum, top of the arc. Butler switches. The clock at 7. Tatum, working against Butler, has a step. Gonna do it himself. Wait, what's this? Bam out of bio. Rejection. Dude, dude, no, no. Bam out of bio. Get that out of here. Wham, bam, no slam. Thank you, ma'am. That is ridiculous. <laughs> that is awesome. I, I just wish you had told me, but that's awesome. I mean, this is some hellified crew I have, right? What are you going to tell me next? That another staffer with enormous responsibilities with the XR4TI actually made a movie that he went out with to a bunch of film festivals and took home a bunch of awards and made that movie on the side without me even knowing he did so. Wait, that also actually happened. A former staffer made this amazing movie that was critically acclaimed, and I did not even know about it until its release. I mean, damn. Like, truthfully, you know what I always say. You know how I always say that when I talk about athletes, we don't really know any of these people. We don't really know any of these guys. Well, clearly it applies to my own staff. I mean, holy crap, Savage. I don't need to know the number of kills. But are you related to anybody else famous that I need to know about? And do I have to read about it on the X? Can you not just tell me? Are there any other crazy dinks? Bill Belichick's not your uncle, is he? All this time, the grandkid of the creator of the pistol offense has been sitting across the glass from me. I guess maybe I should listen to him when he gives me his football opinions and not send them straight to spam and junk. Like the other night, Jack's trying to tell me, yo, 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 boss, you got a minute? Uh, no, Jack, I'm busy. I'm doing something. Listen, I'm telling you, boss, Dobbs needs to turn his shoulders perpendicular to the wide receiver. Uh, yeah, okay. Whatever you say, Tame. Hey, listen. Do me a favor. Tomorrow morning when you get my coffee, don't forget to tell the barista to make it extra hot. I had to drink lukewarm coffee all morning long. I don't know. Maybe Savage. Maybe Savage can moonlight as an offensive consultant for the Bears and teach Fields the forward pass. Maybe my dude Jack can move in with James Kelly and be an advisor on the Colorado Buffalo staff and help Coach Prime with his pocket protection. Hey, Jack, when you were filling out your job app, maybe you mentioned these random fun facts in the other information section instead of that much less important, way less significant stuff like you have a master's degree from Northwestern. Don't care about that. I want to see the family tree, yo. I want to see the family tree. Wait. You think you know a guy. Let me guess. Let me guess. For Christmas, you and the fam are driving to Uncle Lou Holtz's house to open presents. Like, I'd like to know where Lou Holtz is right now. Yeah, I'll tell you where he is. With Jack's family. Like, I'd like to know they where are Lou Holtz family. is right now. Hey, Jack, let me ask you something. When I go to Wisconsin for Christmas, am I going to find out that Barry Alvarez was your high school guidance counselor? That, I don't know. Terry Donahue, Bobby Bowden, R.C. Slocum, we're all at your baptism. I mean, dude, I understand that you're an assassin and all, and you got to play it 
pretty close to the vest, but dude, Chris Alt is your granddad? And I found out about it on Twitter? The hell is that? This dude, man. <laughs> what do you have to say for yourself, brah? Who else do you know? Who else are you related to? What else do I need to know? <laughs> That's not true. Okay, here's another one. He just hit me with this. Live. This I did not know. Dude, do you happen to know the connection I have with that guy? Live. This guy, man. He just hit me with insert, and I'm going to hold the name. Insert was my babysitter. When, dude? No, like how old were you when this when he was your babysitter? Last year? No. Questions, man. I have questions. He just hits me with Barry Zito was my babysitter. <laughs> Barry Zito was your babysitter. Uh, ba- oh, ba- Barry Zito was your babysitter. What I want to say is, oh, really? Sandy Koufax was mine. But given all these other things, I know this is true. I don't really I, look. I know you're connected. I know your dad's a baseball coach. How Barry Zito was your babysitter? I'd love to know. How'd that come to be, dude? All right. All right. So Barry, Barry bounced around in college. Barry spent time as a gaucho. Barry spent time at Pierce College in the Valley. Barry was at SC, right? All right. John Savage was the pitching coach at SC. Dude, how was Barry as a babysitter? Coolest dude ever? Or are you too young to remember? Pretty laid back, he says. Savage, you're something else, dude. All right. So Barry Zito was his babysitter. Let me ask you this, dude. If you were a toddler, and we're just riffing now because I didn't know that. If you were a toddler, did Barry sing you lullabies to sleep like this? Together on the sand, <laughs> we walked hand in hand on the beach front. Barry did this on the show. It was one of the most courageous things I've ever seen in sports. I love Barry Zito, man. Barry Zito is one of my favorite human beings. I love this guy so much. Savage, you're something else, dude. But you're not worthy of Barry babysitting you, just so you know that. What else you got, dude? Where, where are these fun facts in your app? And to think, to think that one of the reasons I hired you was you had a master's degree from Northwestern. That no longer impresses me. All these other fun facts do, though. Especially you threatening to fight anybody who says anything about granddad selections. The fight. Savage. He's Jack Savage, man. If you want to try him, you go right ahead. He's a paid assassin. All right, like I said, sometimes the biggest topic on the show is the show itself. I I had so many other things that I thought that I would have started the program with until I fired open the X app and there he was talking about grandpa. Why am I always the last one to know? 1-800-636-8686. That is your telephone number. I got to get some of the reaction here. Stucknut, first one in. Is Savage related to any of the gals on Tan Smack's hog? I'd say that he's probably gotten nice with both of them. 
Except that picture's old, man. He wasn't even born yet, I don't think. Patrick in Canada. Yimmy. I also have a lot of relatives. Yours, Alvin Deloro. This is such a good topic. Why are your takes and responses so bad? You can't screw this up. This is too fun. That is ridiculous. I mean, sure. Alvin has kids. Alvin has lots of kids. The three that came in studio last week were only some of the kids. But none of them were on the selection committee. None of them coach the UCLA Bruins baseball team. None of them babysat as a major leaguer. None of them are in the College Football Hall of Fame. None of them revolutionized offense. Romer, don't forget about Dasmati in his role on Friends. Good point. Good point. I did forget about that. The dude, the goofy dude on Friends worked on this show. And it was a dream opportunity. And he left the show to go work for Parks and Rec in... Hesperia or something. I don't even know what he did. Only guy I've ever met. I mean, it's like a dream, right? I want to work in sports talk radio. I want to work for the legend. I want to work on this iconic program. He's here like, I don't know, four days maybe. Great guy, Dasmati. Loved him. I loved him the four days he was here. And then he quits. I'm like, you're quitting? Dude, do you have any idea how many people want your gig? Quitting? Did you already find a better gig? Yes. Yes, I found something that is really near and dear to my heart. Something that I really want to do. I'm like, all right, respect, bro. Just out of curiosity, you're leaving this show and me for what? Oh, I'm going to work for the Park and Rex Department in Hammett. Oh. Oh, uh, oh, I see you working. I'm going to scrape graffiti and gum off these benches in Hammett. Oh. All right, does Monty make sense? I got you. Good luck, dude. You're right, Andy. Andy in Portland. Don't forget about Das Monty in his role on Friends. At Wapner at 11 on the X. Jesus Christ, it's Jack Savage. Signed Romy catching Jack Savage at a Justin Herbert victory BBQ. No doubt. Wouldn't surprise me at all, dude. If he didn't need this job... I guarantee he would already be texting pictures from that backyard barbecue to me and just taunting me with it. Yo, having a good time, boss. What's up? Hey, Justin, say hi to Rome. You guys are neighbors. Hey, Jim. It just so happens that Jack Savage once dated the cousin of a friend of a girl that I once grinded on in that C-Bus bar on my night out. Keeping away from Jack Savage away is like playing Alabama every week. It's Alabama every week. Sign Pervin Liar. Whatever that meant. Boss, boss, can you hear me? Boss, did you know OJ is my godfather? Regards, Jack Savage. G off in Lincoln. Hey, like I said, dude. Can you hear me, dude? I, it's great. I mean, it, it's awesome. Do I need to see it on Twitter and not hear it from you? Aww. And there you go. All right, we'll take a break. 
<laughs> looking for your reaction to this. I've got thoughts on the in-season tournament in the NBA, and they're not thoughts that I thought that I would have. Could have led with that. Oh, you know I have thoughts on Bobby Petrino returning to Arkansas. That was supposed to be an impossibility. SEC gonna SEC. But even for the SEC, that's amazing. Dallas Black Friday event is their biggest sale of the year. Shop limited time deals on laptops like the stylish, innovative XPS 13, engineered to do it all on the Intel Evo platform, plus say big on ultra-sharp monitors and top-brand accessories. It is the perfect time to upgrade any home, business, or gaming setup. Powered by Intel Core processors, shop right now at dell.com slash deals. And take advantage of huge savings and free shipping. Once again, Dell.com slash deals. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Also, don't forget, Wednesday is an ATP day. Ask the pros. Brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts, where you get to ask me a question. What you want to do is not hit me on the X with it, not hit me on the phones with it, but go to cbssportsradio.com slash pros. Ask me a question there. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts. For all of your car care needs, get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. All right, so once again, I've got Yogi Roth coming up at 940. Or in about 13 minutes from right now, we talk about the latest college football playoff rankings some of the conference championships, and the CFP. That's coming up at 940. Second hour is wide open. Foyer Aluakon at the top of hour number three. And I'm just still trying to figure out whether or not there's something about Savage that I need to know that I don't know. Or maybe I could just keep refreshing the X. And I'll find out that way. All right, in addition to that, like I said, sometimes the biggest topic on the show is the show itself. Otherwise, I would have started with that wacky in-season tourney in the NBA. I really thought that was the dumbest idea ever. Like, there was nothing about that that I liked. Like, I understand. The regular season's whack. Nobody gives a damn. Including the players. That's why Ears had to come up with something like this. Because nobody gives a damn. Including the players. But I just thought it was the most annoying Whack idea ever. And I wanted nothing to do with it. But because they pay me to pay attention, I paid attention. And it started off exactly the way I thought it would. Whack and lame. But then the further we got into it, the more interesting it became until we finally hit kind of an apex last night. And now I think the thing is so lame, it's awesome. It's kind of funny how that happens sometimes. I mean, I mean that. It's so whack. And it's so lame that it's awesome. Because all of a sudden now you've got guys doing things and teams doing things and coaches doing things that they would never, ever, ever do. Things that frankly could be bad for themselves and others. Injurious. Guys, I mean, you knew that, you knew that there was potential. When I saw Draymond dragging Rudy Gobert across the floor by his neck, I knew it had potential, but it just seemed too good to be true. Generally, when something seems too good to be true, it is, but it's not. There are other things going on. Not as good as that one single act, but collectively, there are a lot of people that are really butthurt 
There are a lot of people doing things they would never do during the regular season because they're trying to win this whack tourney. Like, ears got it right. I'm shocked. I actually like it. I don't want to end. Way to go, ears. Bravo. Bravo. Somewhere my man David Stern is up above looking down and smiling upon you, ears, as his young protege. Actually, he's looking up because he's in the ground. Either way, he's proud of you, wherever the hell he is. I've got thoughts on that. Bobby Petrino is back in Arkansas. Incredible. They're not even done picking this guy's face out of the pavement from something that happened a decade ago. And he's back? Never mind being allowed back in town. Never mind being allowed back on campus to take a walk. Scout out talent. Wink, wink. This dude's pulling a paycheck again. When they fired him for cause, the rule was he could never work there ever again. Yet here we are. Here the bleep we are. Only Petrino. Only the SEC. Hey, Savage, have you, uh, is, it, is there anybody else I should know about? Have you thought of anything else? As you've racked that brain of yours, as you've scanned that mental hard drive, are there any other fun facts? He thinks we're good for now. All right, well, if anything else comes to mind, you let me know. Be sure you bring it to me before you go to the X. Unless you have an exclusive deal with the X where you only break the stories there. And I have to read about them. 1-800-636-8686. Hit me up. Do it right now. When we come back, Yogi Roth will be joining us via Zoom. Biz... Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. Rolling through hour number one on this Wednesday. I am Jim Rome. If you're on hold, stay there. If not, why aren't you? 1-800-636-8686. As promised, we are joined right now by an analyst for the Pac-12 Network a former USC assistant football coach, host of the It Factory podcast. He is a filmmaker. He is a motivational speaker. He is the author of the Five Star QB. Of course, I'm speaking of Yogi Roth. He joins us via Zoom. Yogi, it's been a minute. How you feeling, brother? It's been a minute, but I've been tracking you on Instagram, man. I see you on those boats. I see you having fun with the family, man. So great to great to hear your voice again and see your face. You too, dude. You too. First things first, how great is ball, and especially this time of year? <laughs> yeah, no, it's so great. I mean, you look at the year the West Coast has been where we reside. It's been It's been a beautiful year, you know, in a year that, you know, began with lunacy when you look at the conference realignment and things that no one could have anticipated within the Pac-12. But here we sit, championship week. And you've got multiple teams that are undefeated. You've got a bunch of one-loss teams. You've got conference championship games that actually matter. Chaos that can happen potentially in the CFP. And in the Pac-12 on Friday night, you got two Heisman, I think, finalists that are competing at quarterback and Michael Penix Jr. and Bo Nix. So it has been a it has been a beautiful year, man. Our crew leaned into all the fun moments. We even finished calling a Notre Dame 
versus Stanford game. So a year of many things that were unexpected, but but one definitely full of joy. Yogi Roth is joining us. I want to get into as much of that as I possibly can, but let me get your reaction first to last night's unveiling of the new college football playoff rankings. Yogi, what stood out to you from last night? Yeah, I think a couple of things stood out. Wonder, I still wonder why Utah's not ranked, and then I see Tennessee, I see Kansas State, and I see teams like that, and then have the similar record, and all of your one of Utah's losses are against teams that are ranked currently in the top 25. I say that because you're going to hear the argument if Oregon wins on Friday night, well, what are their ranked wins? You know, And I think that Utah one is one that uh, I think is valid when you look at what that team's been the last couple of years and, and how they performed this season. I think the other thing that that stood out to me is is probably what the committee's deciding to do around these one-loss teams. And they continue to put Oregon as the highest ranked one-loss team. And I think that's really fair. I understand when you look at strength of schedule of Alabama and Texas, but I, I think when, at least what my eyes tell me, is that I think Oregon's playing the most complete football in the back half of the season than anybody in America, including Georgia, including Michigan. They've just been dominating teams. They're NFL caliber players at every layer of offense, defense, special teams, and they've been really, truly elite. They've been dominating teams. So I'm glad that they stayed there. Uh, I look at Friday night as a play in-game. Winner is automatically in in the Pac-12. So I was, I was glad to see the Ducks stayed where they sat in the uh, in the most recent rankings. We were talking to Yogi Ross. So finish that thought. What do you think is going to happen on Friday night? It was six weeks ago that the Huskies handed the Ducks their only loss. What do you make of the way they've both played since then, and how do you see the rematch going? Yeah, one of the coolest things about my craft over the last you know 20 years being in the Pac-12 is access within these schools and programs. And Dan Lanning, Kalen DeBoer have given me and gifted me that at dramatic levels. And I thought coming into the season, their cultures were as strong as anybody. And I say that because these staffs and these programs have really tried to get to know one another. I, I think it's different. A lot of times we know that roster overhaul and transfers are what they are, but the programs that are still most connected, the ones that can still lean on each other and have that element of trust within you know, the schematic side of it, but also when you look to your left, look to your right, and it's a big third down, it's a critical moment in a loud environment, can you lean on that guy? And, and I think those two programs clearly can do that. They've separated themselves, and I think we're going to have an epic game. you got two teams that, you know, the fan bases hate each other. Let's just be blunt about it. You've got two teams that have epic games since these two head coaches have taken over. Last year, it was the throw of the year for Michael Penix Jr. down the left sideline to win the game against the Ducks. Of course, his audible, you know, to win the game to Roma Dunze the last time they played earlier this season, the missed field goal, the fourth down opportunities for the Ducks. So I think we have a very similar game. I think it'll feel like a playoff game. Uh, I don't know who's going to win. Uh, I understand what the spread is currently, but I think you've got championship programs that love to meet the moment and are ready for it. Bo Nix will not be nervous in this game. Michael Penix Jr. will not be nervous in this game. These defensive fronts will be aggressive in this game. I don't think you'll see a lot of busts. I think you'll see elite football. And if Oregon wins, and I've been saying this for weeks now, if Oregon wins in a beautiful, classic, tight game, and there's chaos in the other title games, we're looking at two of the four best teams in America, if that is the case on Friday night. Because I think that it's dramatically inappropriate to say, well, if Bama wins, then Georgia automatically gets in. Georgia's left their home stadium four times this year. They're not leaving their home state in their title game. I get that they've been elite the last couple of years, but this season, I don't think they've been that. So if there is chaos and other teams losing their title games, this is a beautiful game as I anticipate it to be, and it's a one-score win. If it's the Ducks, the conversation should not be unrealistic when you're talking about two teams from the pack if other teams lose in their conference championship games on Saturday. We are talking to Yogi Roth. All right, so Yogi, what about that? Considering that chaos, what if... 
excuse me, what if Bama does beat Georgia? What if Bama does beat Georgia in the SEC title game, given how much the SEC has dominated the CFP? Is it possible if Bama wins that game that neither one of them does get in? Yeah, I think it's a fair conversation. I mean, look, you can't ignore conference championship one and you can't ignore head to head. And you look at, let's just say Texas wins in that instance and they win the Big 12, which I'd imagine they would. Well, they won the game. And I get that Bama's a different team than they were when they played the first time, but you can't ignore the games. I'm old school in that regard. Uh, I get to present to the committee on behalf of the Pac-12. You, you, you kind of pitch your case every couple of weeks. We'll do it again tomorrow morning. And we'll make the case for how strong the Pac-12 champion is, even if it's a one-loss Oregon, because that'll be the dialogue. Well, a one-loss Oregon, should they get in over a one-loss Alabama? That loss was to Texas. And I understand all that. And I think probably for the committee, it'll come down to who are the four best? What are the best bodies of work? Who are the best if you give them a month off? And I've asked Bill Hancock, the head of the committee, that question. I've asked former chairs of the committee that question, like Rob Mullins. I've asked people like Rick George, who've been on the committee. Is it four best? Is it four best bodies of work? And they say there's the human element. And I think when you look at the 13 members in that room, that's the decision they're going to have to make. And they're going to have to wrestle with that of, oh, the big, bad SEC they usually get an automatic. And I get why. They, they've been talented. But nobody in any part of the country plays Chattanooga or Louisiana Monroe in Week 11. They play their rival. right? They play eight conference games versus nine conference games in the Big Ten or nine conference games in the Pac-12 or the Big 12. And I think those are all fair points if the margins are as small in that example as, as you presented, Jim. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know what they'll do. I'll be fascinated to watch. I've always been a fan of chaos when it comes to the CFP because I want to see what the 13 humans do these are computers this is the Mountain West championship game I mean the computers aren't deciding this one and I'd be curious what they decide to do they're going to lean on historicals gosh I hope not I hope they look at reality and how teams have played and what they've done throughout the season including when they played each other which is the Texas Alabama reference we are talking to Yogi Roth all right Yogi what about you mentioned the big bad SEC what about the big bad Big Ten do you think that Jim Harbaugh and the rest of the Michigan men can us against the world all their way to a natty? And if so, given the fact that he was suspended twice for six games, would that title be tainted if they did? Yeah, I think they're easily talented enough to do that. I mean, we haven't seen them tested like a lot of the teams that are in consideration for the CFP, just based on their schedule and based on who the Big Ten has been this year in terms of ranked opponents, only two ranked opponents all season long. But they're they're easily talented enough. A really physical outfit. I'm a big fan of J.J. McCarthy, uh, their quarterback. They've got one of the best backs in the country, of course. So, yes, they've got all the tools to do it. What's fascinating is kind of the mantra of them against the world. Like, how long can that thing play out? Uh, can it carry them for a couple more games? It probably can. I, I've never been a fan of making an opponent the focal point. I've always been a fan, and this is kind of the Pete Carroll in me. We used to always talk about it at SC all the time of like, it was just about us. So I'd be curious to see how the team handles environments as they get larger and larger. Right, of course, the Big Ten title being one, and then assuming they get to the playoff, how do they handle those those environments and those opponents? It'll be really curious to watch, especially given the last couple of years. But they've got all the tools to do it. Uh, will it be tainted? Yeah, I think it will be tainted. Uh, how, how can it be? When you look at the numerous uh, penalties that have been imposed upon Michigan, and when you look at what you know they are accused of doing and seemingly, based on the penalty of Jim Harrow being suspended, found guilty of doing, which is sending a staffer on the road to sit in stadiums in a detailed plan 
to curate and figure out what opponents are signaling during games. And none of us are ever going to know, you know, where they whispered to the coordinators, to the play callers, to the players. And there's a bunch of video evidence to, I think, allude to, yes, but none of us really know for sure. And, and I'm a fan of giving people the benefit of the doubt. So I don't want to come down on it, like say, I know this in, in totality, but I do know that it'll be tainted. I also know that the players probably don't care and the staff doesn't care and the fan base doesn't. They, they want to go win. And I think at the end of the day, what matters most in college football is winning. And, and and that's kind of where we net out here heading into the playoffs. So, yeah, an interesting dynamic, one that I don't think you, I definitely, I haven't ever seen anything like this. Uh, I've been involved in college football for a long time. I was a signaler when I was at USC. I was trying to figure out the opponent's signals in game, but never anything, uh, anything even close to a concept or uh, an imagination around, yeah, we're going to go send somebody to other people's games. I and mean, that was just a concept that is so foreign uh, to me, uh, dramatically inappropriate too, if, if they're found completely guilty of that, which you know, they, they definitely have some guilt in that. We know that it did go down. So yeah, it'll be tainted, man. But I think if they win it, I don't think to be a player in that locker room that'll worry about what other people say about the title when they're hoisting it up and smoking their cigar. They won't care. Yogi Roth joining us. I agree. They will not care. One last thought. You mentioned USC. It's been a pretty disappointing year for them. They went 7-5 and five, despite having Caleb Williams back. And primarily, of course, Yogi, because of defensive issues. Where do you see him projecting on the next level? Do you see him as a can't-miss, transcendent talent regardless of where he ends up? Yeah. Caleb Williams is such a special individual i've known him since he was 16 years old when he came through the elite 11 which is kind of the premier high school quarterback camp and then have covered his time at sc probably as much detail as anybody just from living out here and calling a bunch of their games and he's a one percenter he's the best quarterback i've ever seen in my 20 plus years now in major college football uh when you go to practice you would love this gym you know you just kind of hang around afterwards want to watch what guys are like not just with the media but with their teammates he was always around his teammates always staying late always not just throwing extra balls to his wideouts but you know playing games joking around sitting on the grass just soaking in the afterglow of a practice or adding to the culture and chemistry of a program uh he's, he's done it every which way uh, i know it, he will get picked apart because that's what we do to the top quarterbacks in the country every time when we start talking about the nfl draft and their futures or the heisman or whatever it might be but he is he is as legit as they come uh, he's also the one of one he he's truly the blueprint of an nil quarterback in the transfer portal era he's no one has ever had to deal with what he's dealt with no one's ever had to deal with what he's dealt with in la and nobody's had the success that he had off the field in college football and i think that's noteworthy because there isn't a blueprint of how to do that it wasn't perfect always the team obviously wasn't perfect always but god he, he put them on his back he showed up was a tremendous teammate in the locker room uh, off the field i mean anybody you talk to around that program glows about the type of human Caleb is. I, I would echo that from knowing him and his family over the course of just covering this team. A yeah, huge fan of him. I think wherever he goes, he'll make that environment a lot better. Once again, an analyst for the Pac-12 Network, a former USC assistant football coach. He is the host of an excellent podcast, The It Factory. He is a filmmaker. He's a motivational speaker, the author of the five-star QB, and a really good friend of this program, Yogi Roth. Yogi, appreciate you so much. What a great job. Have a great, great weekend because it is a great time, man. Great talking to you. Hey, man, lots of love. Always a joy to come on. Admire you on so many fronts and can't wait to do it again, brother. You too, brother. Much respect and love, Yogi Roth. It's a great conversation. Brother. And it's good, brother. It's good to talk some. It's good to get a West Coast perspective, all right? Because it's always about 
the East, the East, the Southeast, the Midwest. So yeah, he and I are going to brother it up on the West Coast and do that. Brother. 1-800-636-8686. What about that? Hey, notice the one name he did not mention when he talked about the selection committee, and it's a good thing. I didn't want Jack Savage getting all worked up if Yogi said something about Chris Alt. I mean, Savage, you do know the internet is in ink. And on the internet, you said that you would fight anybody who had anything to say about Grandpa's selections. Texas fans, he told me, are already in his DMs. Dude, you can't fight everybody. Except you said that you would. You said you would fight anybody who had a problem. And Texas fans in already. We'll see how it plays out. There's going to be chaos. There's going to be chaos with the one-loss teams and the undefeateds. Hence the question, what if? What if? I don't think that Bama's going to beat Georgia. But what if Bama beats Georgia? Could they both be left out? It's a great question. All right, so the second hour is wide open. What I want to get into next hour is, I can't believe it, but I like the in-season tournament in the NBA. I never thought that would happen. I do, and I'll tell you why. Bobby Petrino making a triumphant return to Fayetteville. That's also still ahead.